0: Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch Penny Pool, Patio, Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Joined by NFL Sweet Spot NFL correspondent, Chris Uc. Chris, man, how you doing?
1: I am doing good. Now, happy to, to be here for week two of some NFL talk. I guess it's you know well past week two as far as the NFL schedule goes. But second week of doing this, it's always fun to talk some football with you, talk some NFL football in particular. It's always something to you know get into. There's always something going on. NFL doesn't sleep.
0: Hey, not at all, man. And uh, this has been one of the best seasons I can recall just from – especially the prom time games. They've been excellent, man. (laughs) Each one seems to be one of those nail-biter type games. And, you know, we just finished Monday night. The Rams taking the beating to the 49ers. That's two straight beatdowns, and uh, you know that was one of my that was one of my surprise picks last week, man. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I'm a Niners fan. I've I've always kind of rooted for them in the in the back of my mind. But but yeah, man, the Rams back to back losses. The Titans got them. The Niners got them, and their schedule doesn't get much easier. But let let's talk about their all in approach to win a Super Bowl. Like they've literally gone all in from trading picks and acquiring different players. Man, what are your thoughts on the Rams and how they have constructed their roster? It's
1: uh it's it's different, right? It's different. I mean, obviously this year that they've kind of really leaned into it this year. I mean obviously they went and got Von Miller for the second and third round picks. And, you know, that b- before that in the offseason obviously made the move to go get Matthew Stafford. But if you kind of go back and look at really the past few years with that team. I mean, they're no stranger to doing this. I mean, they've been the Jalen Ramsey trade. They even obviously is not a team anymore, but they had sent picks for Brandon cooks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've had, this, this is what they do and it's fine right now. Right. And I guess yeah. the question gets to the future, you know, as you trade away all their picks, I mean, you look at their draft class for next year, their first round traded to the lions round two, Round three traded to the Broncos. Round four traded to the Texans. Round six traded to the Patriots. I mean, they've (laughs) not that they can't get more picks, but they almost just don't have a draft class next year, which is nuts. Yeah. And so when you say all in, I mean it's it's true. I mean they're everything is kind of pushing their chips all into the to the table this year. They're saying this is our shot. We have Matthew Stafford. He's healthy. He's you know the last two games aside is played at an elite level. We got our guy. Let's, let's go for it and see what happens. It's just, if they don't get there, man, if they don't, right, like you're just you're burning everything for this short little run. I mean, what do you, I guess way to phrase it. First of all, do you think, I know that they've struggled the last two weeks, but do you think, is this just a, a rough patch for them? Or are they going to bounce back? Or is this, is this real concern here? I mean, is this all going to backfire?
0: Man. Well, to keep on the the train that we've started or that they've really started by being aggressive and all in. I mean, kind of like some people do you do on video games. You know, some people don't care about <laughs> draft picks at all on Madden. Like, man, they trading draft picks. They're gonna get current players, and I'm not that way. I'm I, I like to build from within. I like to scout and draft, and it feels good when you nail those draft picks. You know, even in fantasy, you like, man, I was looking at him. I got him. Like, look at him now. And so I was the same way in Madden. Okay, if I scout and I draft and this guy pans out, that's exactly – like it's, it's a, and it's a rewar- rewarding feeling even in real life too when you have those picks and you nail them, especially those middle to late rounds where, you know, nobody really knew but your scouting department did an excellent job. I think the Rams – you know they're all-in approach. It's something that it's not sustainable. You you can't build a continual. Uh, you can't be consistent in winning when you have that kind of approach. Like you mentioned, the way that they've traded their guys and or traded their picks, I should say, to acquire all these guys. I mean, you look back at twenty seventeen. You are you talked about it, but look, the last time they had a first round pick was back in twenty sixteen when they took uh, Jared Goff, number one, right? So that was 2017. They used that pick to get Goff. 2018, you mentioned Brandon Cooks. 2019, traded first round to acquire second and third round from Atlanta. 2020, Jalen Ramsey. 2021 pick, Jalen Ramsey. 22 and 23 are both in the Stafford deal. Now, I, I would hate that. Like I know Les Snead has his approach, and he's going all in mm-hmm. for a two-year window. But to me... That's not my personal preference, and I think um, it's kind of like an NBA-type approach. We've seen the NBA go after big-name big, big name players and kind of, you know, give up the next six, seven years of draft picks. Uh, and the NBA is a little different because you only need five, you know, you got five yeah. guys on the floor, so you can kind of, you can still a, a two- or three-year window there and get multiple championships because you don't have as many players to roster. So uh, the Rams, the way they've done it is literally this year and next year, and after that. It could get really ugly. It could get dicey because, like you said, those top players that you have, those contracts come up, you need those rookie contracts to balance and offset the top players. So the fact that they go out and get Stafford and Ramsey and, you know, now Von Miller, it's not sustainable. So I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised, I should say, if we're looking at it in 2024, 2025, and the Rams are picking in the top 10. Like I really – I wouldn't be shocked because – it's, because we're not factoring injuries either they just lost robert woods yep. you know so you can't you can't predict injuries so when you have something like that um i think it's something that you know los angeles fans rams fans could be on the flip side of this thing here in a couple of years
1: and yeah and it and i agree with you it's it's one of those when you're trading all these these high round picks it's not i mean I, I know how much you love those middle rounds. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not saying you can't find guys in those middle rounds, but they're basically giving themselves absolutely zero room for mistakes. Like they have to nail the few picks that they have, right? I mean, yeah. next year they barely have any, but when they do have picks and when they have had picks in the past few years, one of the things I think that stands out for me too with them is you look at all these deals they've made, how many have been like on the line up front, offensive or defensive? I mean, obviously you have, you have Donald, but it's some – there hasn't been a lot of attention put to the offensive line, which to their credit, their offensive line has played pretty well, all things considered, but they have to, so I mean, you have to keep nailing that if they ever, like if Andrew Whitworth goes down or something, it's, it's not like they've been, you know, really acquiring depth because they don't have the picks for it. It's, it really, like, again, it's just an, an all in approach. And then, whenever you do that and you don't have depth injuries can really come in, and bite you i mean obviously you look at the robert woods thing that's huge for them mm-hmm. i mean it's really works out for them that they went and got odell but odell's not going to replace woods i mean he's just not nah, woods not does so all. much woods is so much of a well. one odell has just fallen off as a receiver in general but woods does a lot of the dirty work for that team like he's a great blocking receiver and so losing him and, and cup is too for that matter that was kind of the that one-two duo, that was a big reason why they had their run with Goff. I mean, Goff wasn't Stafford, but they were, you know, torching people back then. But it was the play-action game, you yeah. know, with Gurley, and you had the great run blockers out there at receiver. That, that's how they were winning. So losing Woods is big, and you, they're trying, you know, to collapse on this little window they have, and it's <laughs> – I just don't know if they can. I mean, and they're not even winning their division right now. <laughs> you know, it's Cardinals, you know, it's – you're going to go all in. They just might be a wild card team. It's, I don't know. And I don't, as a Rams fan, I don't know how you'd feel about it. I, I think anytime you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And so as long as Stafford can play at a high level, like I think they realistically have a chance, right? But it's just, like you said, in a couple of years, like I, there's no telling how long Stafford's going to play. He said, not that he's he's only 33, but he's had such a rough injury history. Exactly. And quarterbacks, you never know, right? It might, might fall off. Where are they going to be then? Like, what do you do? It's not like they're going to have picks to go after a guy. Like, I mean, no. I don't know what the Rams are going to do if that happens or when that happens, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, draft picks are great um, because, like I said, it's a rewarding feeling when you know you've nailed that pick and it's and he's homegrown. Um, you know, and Mike Tomlin, you know the situation with Melvin Ingram didn't work out. We signed yep. him and he wanted more PT. He wasn't getting it, so we traded him to the Chiefs. And Mike Tomlin said, you know, it's better to have – you know, we want to have volunteers than have hostages. He's like, we don't want to have hostages. and That's why we draft the players that we want because, you know, when you draft a guy, he's there. You know, he's under his rookie contract. But when you sign somebody, like Tomlin said, those free agent signings don't always go as planned. And he said, look, we want volunteers, people that want to be here and not hold anybody hostage. Now, I would have loved for – Malvin Ingram to go to the NFC. I I, I I wish we could have done something different there to keep him uh, with uh, within the conference. Yeah. Man, I didn't want him to go to an AFC contender, but you know that's where we are, unfortunately. But you know another thing to steal from your guy Chris Ballard, who's done an excellent job in, in Indianapolis, is you know he said you know I was taught at a at a young NFL uh, age in in his career is that the more picks, the more opportunities you have to nail some. Like you said, you're going to miss some. That's part of the game. The more, you're going to miss some. The more dart throws, right? The more darts you have at the dart board, the yep. more you can hit. I love that. And, you know, I used that quote uh, back when we did NFL draft preview, man, and and it's so accurate. Like if you have 10 picks, you know, as opposed to four, I mean the, the margin of, of error is, is a lot less slim. So yep. um, now I will say this with the Rams is – you know, we talked about their lack of picks next year. They have three. They have the 5th, 7th, and 7th. Yep. They are they are kind of banking on some of those projected compensatory picks to yep. fall in place for them. Um, Abukam, who signed with the Niners, Troy Hill, signed with the Browns. Um, they're banking on some of those picks. So instead of they'll having they'll three, back <laughs> oh, they'll back them. Like, so what they're looking at, I read it today, is their projected compensatory picks, they have one in the 4th, Four six-round picks, so these obviously aren't you're not a you know getting the the cream of the crop as far as what's expected uh-huh. to be there, but you can still hit on some guys. We know what's you know any like I said, the more darts you have, the more opportunities you have yep. to to kind of nail on one of those dudes. But they also get one third-round pick. Also, uh, Brad Holmes, who was their director of college scouting, he is the Lions GM now, yep. and that new hiring initiative that rewards teams that lose minority coaching and GM candidates. So they start with three, but they're banking on having a total of six compensatory picks spread out uh, throughout the 2022 NFL draft,
1: which is huge for sure. But, but again, there's no margin for error. Like if if you don't have like, not that you can't find those real diamonds in the later rounds, but like, yeah, you you better hit them if you're going to keep passing on the first and second round. Now to their credit, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, we, I don't know that we've ever seen a team adapt this as, like, a philosophy. Like, I mean, we, we talked about it last year with you, with your Steelers going to get and make a Fitzpatrick. That you're, you're trading your first-round pick for a guy that you know is worth that first round instead of just hoping. Yeah. There's no first-round pick. No matter how good they look coming out of college, we've seen it many times. You, you never know. Yeah. I mean, anybody can bust. So, to their credit, they are at least – I mean, Jalen Ramsey, yes, obvious, you know, first-rounder. Like, the guys that they've gotten, I guess Brandon Cooks, I think Brandon Cook is worth it. He was just really, he had a really rough injury history with the Rams. That was, I mean, the concussions he had there. I mean, they're training for guys that at least seem to be worth it. Von Milley is another, uh, I guess, a question mark, is that he's kind of getting up there in the age of pass shows just tend to fall off. But I mean, if if you're in this window, hey, you might as well. But because we haven't seen a team do it like the way that they've done it, it's. Yeah. We, we don't have – there's no precedent, right? I mean, maybe this does work out better. Maybe we're wrong. Like, I'll, I'll concede that, hey, I'll own this. If in a few years it ends up looking great, they went to the Super Bowl this year, I'll own it. But, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not super optimistic about it. I'm really not.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they've taken a, a championship-robust approach, which adds more pressure on the guys. And, you know, um, you know, you mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, we literally took a first-round pick, and there was no safety in the upcoming class that was going to be better than Mickey Fitzpatrick, and we needed a safety. Like, it it, it was yeah. one pick, though. So, as yeah. we close this segment, dude, the fact that they have traded all these picks, like I said, it's, it's okay to do it once or twice here and there, but their last first-round pick was in 2016. Their next first-round pick is in twenty. 20- 24. So the Rams have definitely uh, put all their chips in, and and we will indeed see how it pans out for them in the years to come. Now, in this next segment, when we come back after we take a break to listen to our local sponsors, Chris and I are going to dive into some of the division winners and our projected division winners, as well as wildcard teams. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley pinch penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction
2: sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. pinch penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, or phone 334-671-POOL.
1: Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
3: Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333.
2: Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and
0: I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined with Chris Liuzzi. Chris, man, uh, you know, we're we're nearly. Half past the halfway point, you know, uh, getting ready for this last few games to get ready for the playoffs, which is going to be super exciting if it's anything like the regular season. But there's a lot left to be decided in all of these division races, or at least half of them, I should say. But, man, take me through the NFC. Take me through some of the divisions there. Um, You know, it's not as exciting as the AFC. But, man, take me through the NFC and what do you see in some of those playoff races?
1: Uh, you're right. We've got a a couple teams that, I mean, it looks like it's going to come down to the last. I mean, it could be even just the very last week. We might have like a play-in game as as close as some of these teams are. But I'll start us off with – start it off, I guess, simple. Let's see if there's any disagreement here. NFC North, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. I mean, Packers 8-2, and two, Vikings 4-5, and five, Bears 3-6, you know, Lions, obviously. They're not going to go totally, you know <laughs> – uh Owen 17 with the with <laughs> yeah. the tie now as you know but uh is there i guess i'll ask you any chance Vikings pull that back do we agree the packers are pretty sure winning that division yeah yeah,
0: the Packers are winning that division. They're um, I mean, we we know what to expect offensively. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones might be out a few weeks, but A.J. Dillon seems to be more than capable to hold it down. Uh-huh. Uh, Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the league, so we know what they can do offensively. But I'm I'm more impressed with their defense. What Joe Barry has done in his first year as defensive coordinator, their defense is look. They're looking really good. I mean, a shout out Seahawks. We know that with you know Russell and that whole deal, him coming back uh probably prematurely, but they held the Chiefs to. Yeah. What, what was it? Thirteen? They held them to. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. So look, their defense is really looking good, and you gotta you you have to wonder like they don't have Jair Alexander. You know they they they're missing some key guys there and. They seem to just be keep, you know, keep rolling along with their first round pick, Eric Stokes from Georgia. Uh, you know, he's a speedster, but he hasn't, uh, he hasn't looked like a rookie, you know, this far, mm-hmm. uh, thus far this season. But yeah, Packers, man, definitely in the NFC North. I don't see anybody uh, in that division overseeing, overtaking that spot.
1: No, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, don't, I mean, I, I like the Viking. We took kind of talked about it last year. I always think they're going to be better than they are. But yeah, I think as, as the Packers division, 1,000%. Uh, to keep it moving, NFC East. You know, we got the Cowboys, Eagles, Washington football team, and the Giants. I know uh, last year that division just looked brutal, didn't it? And so in the off season, it was, everyone was kind of wondering who was going to be the team to kind of pull that away. Maybe Washington, you know, they go and get Fitzpatrick. Maybe maybe that's the key that they were missing. You know, They had the good defense. Hasn't quite, you know, worked out for them. Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. has been out. They've been starting Taylor Heineke. And meanwhile, the Cowboys have just ran away with it right seven and two they got a three game lead over the eagles which have been hot a little bit uh, i'm gonna kind of like the last division i think the eagles are gonna win this i don't think it's that close so what are you seeing here you, you say you think the eagles gonna win it no i am saying i think the cowboys are gonna okay, win okay, it. i okay, think okay, the eagles okay. have played well but i just here lately i think it's the cowboys show for sure
0: oh yeah 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 um cowboys man you know I love what they did in the draft from a defensive standpoint, getting Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, a linebacker from LSU, who unfortunately out for the season now. Uh, Nation Wright, he recovered that block punt against the Falcons in the end zone last week. I love their defensive approach in the draft. And those guys have come through and, you know, hiring Dan Quinn, like going back to more of that 4-3 look, uh, like it was what they needed. This is how this team is built. And, you know, Trayvon Diggs with another pick. I think that gives him, what, eight on the season. Um, That defense has been a difference because we know offensively with Dak and with Zeke and, you know, Tommy Pollard is a nice change of pace back and the three-headed monster at receiver. I mean, you have (laughs) Michael Gallup just coming back, and he looks looks like he is going to pick up right where he, you know, left off. And so Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb is a stud. I mean, you know, you think about that draft, you know, that last year where they didn't need – a receiver at 17, but how can you pass up on a guy like CD Lamb when he falls into your yeah. lap after the Raider, Raiders took rugs and the Broncos took Judy. So, um, yeah, the Cowboys, man, they're, they're the team, man. Um, it's, I, I will, I have reservation and it's for their coach. You know uh, yep. McCarthy. <laughs> I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan. Just some of the decisions that he's made. Um, I remember last year against the Rams. I think it was opening opening week of the season. It was like fourth and five, and they just needed a field goal to tie it in the fourth quarter. And they went for it on fourth and five, and it would have been like a you know 30, 40 some yard. It was a cheap shot type field goal. Went for it on mm-hmm. fourth and five, didn't get it. They lost by three. You know, it's and and he just makes boneheaded decisions sometimes that I'm not right quite sure what he's thinking. So if I'm reserve, if I have any reservations for this East Cowboys team, it would be their uh, their their head coach.
1: Well, luckily for them, I mean they got a three game lead. They got time to kind of they got a cushion, I guess, right to to make some of these mistakes. Obviously, you want to kind of iron that out before the playoffs. But no, yeah, I, I I agree. They're they're definitely the team to win that. They're a team to keep an eye on. I mean that that offense is cooking, like you said. I've given you your flowers on this. That defense has really stepped up. They've been way better than I thought they would. Micah Parsons been a monster at the end. I mean, they've, they're definitely rolling right now, and I think they'll continue to do so, and they'll win that division. So let's get into some of the uh, – another interesting one. We kind of – we've already dove into the Rams pretty well, but let's get into that division. The NFC West, you know, the Cardinals are 8-2. and two. The Rams are 7-3 and three after, you know, having that hot start. They've lost their last two. The Cardinals obviously just had their rough loss last week as well. You know, out a couple guys. Do you think, which I'll, I'll go ahead and I guess say, as far as my prediction goes, I do think the Cardinals are going to get this back. They need to get Kyler Murray back. They need to get healthy. Right. But yeah. I, I do think that they're going to eventually, once they get guys healthy again, I think they're going to look at the Cardinals that we're used to seeing. I mean, they've, by far look like the best team in the nfc in my opinion uh up to this i know this last loss looked rough but uh, i'm all in on the cardinals this year I, I think they're gonna win that division the rams i do think are a really good team that i guess a spoiler i do think the rams will be a wild card team for me but i i'm giving that division to the cardinals uh, do you see the same you, you, do you think the rams can kind of bounce back and catch them
0: yeah, I'm going with Cardinals as well. Um, you know, like I said, once we did the division winners, we can go back and do the three wild teams for each uh-huh. conference. Um, but yeah, Cardinals for sure. They uh, that that win against the Niners was su- such a big win for them, and on the flip side, demoralizing for the Niners with, you know, losing to Colt McCoy going 22 to 26, James Conner having 173 yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. The Cardinals uh, will definitely remain afloat, and uh, you know the Rams. I think we've we've seen some some holes in their game the last two weeks. Uh they beat on they beat up on some of the lesser teams, the Bears, yep. the Texans, the Lions, the Giants. That's four of their seven wins. So when they play quality teams like the Titans and the Niners, uh, it hasn't looked good for them. So yeah, the Cardinals are gonna win the West for sure.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And it, it, isn't it weird to have this discussion, this discussion with the Seahawks not in it? Man. Sitting
0: at three and six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who yeah. nobody would have thought of that. But yeah, it's it's weird seeing them in the, at the bottom of that division.
1: Yeah, rough, rough to see. And uh moving on to the last one, we got one more. The NFC South, which is actually the the kind of the closest race. I I don't know about you, but closer than I thought it would be. Uh the Bucks are at the top right now, sitting at six wins. Saints and Panthers both at five wins. Falcons down there four and five. But both the Bucs and Saints uh, hitting a little bit of a rough patch. They've lost their last two after the Bucs had the, the really hot start, kind of similar to the Rams, actually. They have you know, went and got upset by Washington last week. Everybody, myself included, kind of thought the Bucs were just going to – I, I yeah. thought they were going to kind of roll with this division. I like that Saints team. I, I just didn't yeah. think that Winston or Taysom Hill or whoever they ended up rolling with was going to be that guy that leads them. But to their credit, they're they're in there. But I still think the Bucks are going to end up taking this – I think you wanna if you wanna hit a rough I guess you don't ever want to hit a rough patch. but if you're gonna hit it, you wanna hit it now. Go ahead and get you know, face the adversity, go ahead and get it out the way. I think Tom Brady, that team, they've I mean they've been there. They went all the way last year. They're gonna figure it out, and I think they will win that division. But to to the other team's credit, Saints, Panthers, they're they're all right there. And hey, Panthers just got canned. Maybe that gets them some juice and they they could be. They they get rolling. What what do you think?
0: Yeah, man, uh like you said, nobody expected this division to be as close as it is. Um The Buccaneers, like you said, if, you know losing back-to-back games uh, against quality opponents. I mean, you know, Washington, what they're capable of defensively. The yeah. Saints have a good defense. The Saints have the Buccaneers number. Like, they beat them both yeah, times in the regular season <laughs> last year, but the Bucks got them when it mattered most in the, in the postseason. But, uh, but yeah, this is the Bucks division. The Saints will make it interesting because of their defense. The Panthers kind of the same, like you said, a little cam juice. I'm back. Yeah. You know, he's back, man. <laughs> so uh, that defense is really good, though. They're really good. But Atlanta will definitely stay in that fourth spot they're they're not any threat to any of those teams but yeah the Buccaneers Buccaneers will take that division for sure man uh now man we've decided the four winners for each division in the NFC and it's what it looks yep. like now the Cowboys the Packers Buccaneers and the Cardinals all currently lead but man give me your three wild card teams who do you see coming out to fill out the rest of that playoff bracket
1: and it, it's kind of crazy because if you look at it, there's not a. It's it's kind of ugly, right? Looking at the whole standings, but uh, I already already gave you one. I do think the Rams. I, I know they've kind of picked on bad teams. I, I think they've got almost enough of a cushion and enough time that they will figure this out. And I think they will be a wild card team. Another team, I, I kind of told you I liked them last week. Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I am I'm all in wow. on them. That offense is. I do think that they'll end up taking a wild card spot. Hurts. The numbers aren't going to show it, Hertz has played a lot better. They've taken a lot of off of his shoulders. They're kind of leaning a lot more around that run game. Jordan Howard, My your guy, dude. he's been playing a lot better. They're about to get Miles Sanders back. So they kind of got this, not exactly like the Ravens, but they got a similar thing going where Hertz, we know what he can do with his feet, and then now they've got the other backs involved, and so they can beat you in different ways. The defense is playing better. I think the Eagles are a wildcard team. I think they'll get there. As far as the last one, I do think uh, I, I think the Saints wind up taking that. I, I am all about the the Panthers Cam juice, and I, I'm happy for him. I obviously, hope he does well. I, I do think the Saints, because of what you said already, their defense. I think when you have a really good defense, as you would know as a Steelers fan, yes sir, you're in every game. You're in every game, and I, I just their defense is too good. Sean Payton is way too good of a coach. I know that. Obviously, they don't have it elite answers at quarterback, but I think they can do enough, especially with the extended playoff spot. That they can, I could see them snagging a seventh wild-card spot, and I, I think they will. So Saints, Rams, Eagles.
0: Cool, man. Dude, uh, I'm going to tell you who I have on the outside looking in first. Uh, okay. I'm going to dive in with the Vikings, man. Uh, this is going to be Zimmer's last year. It's just not – uh, they just lose too many close games, man. Um, you know, I have them finishing at seven and ten. But you know, I talked we talked about it in the last show how they lost in overtime to the Ravens when they were up two scores. They lost the opening season against the Bengals when Dalvin Cooks fumble in overtime sealed it. Um, the 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 Greg Joseph missed field goal against the Cardinals in week two was a chip shot that would have done it. I mean, they just don't win close games and they find ways to 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 lose them, man. So I have the Vikings finishing seven and ten. The Eagles, man. The Eagles, eight and nine, man. I have them on the outside looking in as well. I don't think that they'll make it. Um, you know, I love that they've changed their You're philosophy. You're the Kool-Aid brunch. with not, Come on, not, man. Look, look, look. <laughs> I, I, I would love for them to get in. If they get in, that would be great. It depends on who they would knock out in the scenario. But, but yeah, I got the Eagles yeah. looking at. Man, I, I like what they've done, though. They Like you said, they they lessened the burden on Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Hopefully this is Nick Sirianni's approach moving forward because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of promise with that team. And then, you know, you talked about the Seahawks, man. They're not going to make it. They're going to finish 8-9 as well. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, losing Russell the way that they did. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why he came back. The competitor in him, that's why he came back. You know, like, he knows this team need him. If they don't get him back before he probably should come back, then there's a couple more losses there, and their season is, is shot for sure. But the Seahawks would not make it. So Seahawks, Eagles, Vikings are out. These are the teams that are in. I love that. I love that Saints pick, man. I love that, dude. The Saints are going to make it. I got them going nine and eight. Uh, like you said, defensively keeps them in every game. Kamara, Mark Ingram. I love Mark Ingram and him being back yep. in New Orleans is awesome. Um, their defense will keep them in every game, and they and they take pride in that. I was listening to Malcolm Jenkins speak on NFL Network, and they take pride in that defense carrying the team and Mark Ingram being that man. Just a fulcrum leader. You know, he's so, such such a, a a momentum builder and just a boost for that team and, and morale. Uh, Trevor Simeon is the right I think that's the right approach keeping him at Q B. Sure they'll work mm-hmm. heel back in there. But yeah, Saints will be one of those wild card teams. The other wildcard team, the Rams. I mean, we don't expect the Rams to fall off. You know, they had a great start, seven and one. They've lost the last two weeks to the Titans, to the Niners. I do have them struggling to finish though. I have them finishing ten and seven. Like they're seven and three. I got them going ten and seven. So mm-hmm. I don't expect them to uh, coast the rest of the way because they have Green Bay next week coming off yeah. their bye. They got Jacksonville. Then they're at Arizona, home against Seattle, which we know a division game is always tough, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, and then they close the season at home against the Niners, who they hadn't beaten in, five, in the last five attempts. So the Rams are going to struggle to close the season, but I do still have that team uh, finding one of those three spots. Now for my final spot – this is, uh, yeah. you know it, man. Dude, I got San Francisco coming out, man. They're going to finish 10-7. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco will finish 10-7. and seven. They will get a playoff spot. They're getting healthy offensively with Kittle back. Defensively, Dre Green lost some of those guys coming back, man. They are uh, They are on the right track, man. Look, I tell you, not only are they getting healthy, they have Jacksonville this week. They can beat them. Minnesota, they can beat them. Seattle is in Seattle. We know that's a chance that it's a divisional game. Anything happened, yeah. happen. And then the Bengals and the Falcons back-to-back. The Bengals are tough. We know that. But, yeah, I'm going to the Niners, man. I'm, I'm drinking the juice, man. I'm, I'm on the Kyle Shanahan train, and uh, I got the Niners taking that final spot in the wild card, 10-7. and seven. You heard it here first. All I'm right. a sweet spot. Corey Bradley telling you the 49ers are getting in the playoffs. <laughs>
1: that's three teams from the NFC West. How about that?
0: None Seattle. Wow. <laughs> and they don't have draft picks to play with. We can talk about Seattle's yeah. draft pick, draft walls another day. But, but man, yeah, so that wraps up the NFC, man. Let's dive into the AFC. Uh, who do you want to start with there? Which division so, should we get going first?
1: So, it's AFC. I want to get it out of the way as a sad as Colts fan. The AFC South, I think the Titans are going to win that division. I hate to say it. It feels gross saying it. Uh, I, I think the Titans, it, it's weird because, and maybe there's just a me thing, maybe it's just me being a sour Colts fan, but, Titans are eight and two, and it just feels like it's not, not a lot of people are giving in their flowers, man. That seems good. That seems really good. Yeah, yeah. And when when you're thinking of like the the top title favorites, usually it's the, it's the Chiefs or you know the the, the Bills. I guess the mm-hmm. Patriots coming up hot, but the Bill, it's the Titans are never in that conversation. And they go and lose Henry. They're still winning. They've had a brutal schedule to start this season. And all they do is win. They win them. A those fan, games. I hate it, but all yeah. they, all they do is win and. You got to win the tough games to win in in December and and onwards into the playoffs. I I'd love to see us make a miracle run and have them fall off. I, I think the Titans will win that division though. What do you what do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's Tennessee all the way, man. Um, like you said, when you win those those tough games, the Rams, the Saints, the Bills, the Chiefs. Uh, man, look, and it was it's crazy because they it, had, man. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, and they they dominated those games. Like it wasn't even. Yep. Cl- I mean, the Bills was a close one, but dude. The Titans are for real, man, and it's impressive. It really is impressive what they've done. But, yeah, um, that's the AFC South Division is for sure.
1: No, I, I, I agree. There's, I don't think there's any argument to be had, even as a Colts fan. Uh, let's get into the, the AFC East, which I think many people in the preseason, myself included, figured this would just be, you know, the Bills' the Bills year to kind of take it, the Patriots <laughs> to go and get a rookie quarterback, you know. And obviously, they're getting a lot of guys back that they missed, you know, sitting out with COVID last year. But still, you kind of figure the Bills—they've been have they've been so good the past few years. Josh Allen really took that elite step, that next step. Figured this would be the Bills' year, right? Well, <laughs>
3: hmm, hmm. Now, hold on a second. Not so fast. Now got the
1: Patriots. Patriots started two and four, have won their last four, and they have done it in a dominant fashion. I mean, they blew out the Browns last week. They're right on the Bills' heels. I mean, there's six wins right there with the Bills. And, Man. And you know what? That, I think the Patriots are going to take it. I do think the wow. Patriots are going to take Yes, what? yes. I, I think the Patriots are going to take it. I'm, I I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm sold on them. I think Mac Jones does well enough for them to be in any game and let that defense and bill Belichick, you know, the, the, the master behind all that. They're just, man, they just look good. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, you know, overreacting to how they've looked lately. Uh, I'll admit it. I mean, could just be what it is. Maybe I'm not giving the Bills enough credit You know, for as good of a team. I mean, offensively, defensively, they're a complete team. But man, the Patriots just look good, and I, I think they'll keep it rolling. I, I think the Patriots do end up taking this.
0: Wow, dude. Yeah. That's a shock. That's a shock. <laughs> that's a shock. Uh, I'll be honest, just because – You know, like you said, going into the year, we thought this was Buffalo's division for sure. Uh, But the Patriots, man, they've done an excellent job coaching, as we know, McDaniels and and Belichick always does. And like you said, they got all those guys back defensively, and they are starting to click. They're starting to jail. They uh, completely annihilated the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I was expecting you to say the Bills, but I'm not that surprised Mm -hmm. just because you look at the Patriots, they have the Falcons, you know, Thursday night football. You have two games left with the Bills. I expect at least them to split that. At least. Right? Mm-hmm. And then... I'd agree. They closed their last two games of the regular season are against Dolphins and Jags. Like, I'm yep. I'm counting that as two wins right there. That could be the difference. It really could be the difference. One game win to to, to get the division to AFC East. So I wouldn't be sh- completely shocked if they did so. Um, and the Bills, on the flip side, got the Colts this week. Then they got the Saints. Yep. Then they got the Patriots. Then they go to Tampa Bay. Then they then they play Carolina and in Carolina we know their defense can keep this you you could be on something man you could be on to something now I'm sticking with Buffalo to take the AFC East I'm not going on the limb to say the Patriots get it but if they do where we're at at this this point of the season what we've seen from both teams the Patriots and the Bills I wouldn't be shocked at all if it's New England that somehow some way comes out as AFC East <laughs> champions with Mac Jones a rookie quarterback. And it, it and it will be one of the best coaching jobs that I think Belichick would attest to. But yeah, man, I'm going Bills AFCs.
1: Okay. All and all the AFC teams are, are shaking in their boots. The Patriots are back, right? Hey, for <laughs> real, man. They can uh. do this with
0: rookie quarterback and uh the, but the excellent signings, the the Hunter Henry, you know, you know, Jonathan Smith hasn't paid out. He's been hurt, hadn't played off. But defensively, Matthew Judon and man, dude, like I love what they did in the in in the off season. They definitely were one of the winners. Uh last summer
1: yeah man. man i'm just i'm i'm, I'm drinking the kool-aid they're, they're running hot i'm going with them and i again i wouldn't be shocked at all if the bills take them I mean, bills are a really good team mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm. sure it definitely makes sense there so afc west it's another again almost a whole afc it's just it's going to be it's going to come down to like a final week almost certainly there's going to be a good team that probably doesn't make the playoffs this year in the afc
3: yeah
1: but afc west Chiefs, you know, we talked about it last week. For all their issues, they're sitting on top of that division, regardless of six and They just blew out their divisional opponent, Raiders, and who are sitting right behind them—five wins, Chargers, five wins, Broncos, five wins. I think the hmm. thing to look at—I'm I'm, going to go with the Chiefs here. I know they've had their issues. I think the Chiefs are going to win this division. For all their issues, for all the you know the problems we talked about last week, they're still winning. <laughs> they're still yeah. winning. They're on a three-game win streak. The whole rest of that division is coming off losses, the Raiders. We went into it. They've just been through the ringer this year. I mean, it's just really rough year for them. Chargers, you're kind of seeing their offense stall a little bit. Herbert, I mean, I, it's nothing to be concerned over as, like, a Chargers fan. Herbert's the guy. There's no question. But you are kind of seeing a little bit of a rough patch. The Chiefs have been there, kind of like I said with the Bucs. They've been there. They've done it. They they know what it takes to kind of seize the moment, if you will, and, and make this run. I think they will. I think the Chiefs will take this. But that, that's a tough division. What what do you see?
0: Yeah, man. It's the it's Chiefs. Um you know, and that's why, you know, it's hard to pick against them based off what they've done the last few years and, you know, the struggles that they've had. And here they are ten games through the season. They're they're in first place. Somehow – I mean, they were literally last place just a few weeks ago. Uh, so, yes, the Chiefs <laughs> division, man. It's their, they're, they're starting to click. They're starting to find it. And, um, you know, the Chargers got them the first time this year. But I think when their second matchup comes here in a few weeks, I think the Chiefs will get them back. And, you know, that could be the difference of Kansas City still in the AFC West.
1: Yeah, no, and hey, maybe maybe someone makes a run. That division's close enough, you never know. But yep, Chiefs all the way. I think the Chiefs take that. And now the final one. I say this for last, just for you. It's yes, the most sir. interesting division, I yes, think. Sir. AFC North. Good Lord. I mean, that whole team can make the playoffs, and I wouldn't be shocked. The Ravens right now, just a hair on top, 6-3. and three. Steelers, Bengals, mm-hmm. Browns, all sitting at five wins. You guys, your Steelers, actually a little bit ahead because you have the tie instead of the mm-hmm, loss. Mm-hmm. But basically, whole division's coming off a loss last week all divisions right there. I mean, all jumbled together, right? I mean, it's anybody's ball game. Uh, Not, not to make, make an enemy out of you. I I am going to roll with the Ravens. I'm I'm all about what Lamar has been doing this year. I said last year, I think he should be in the running for MVP. I I know he's, I guess they had a a rough, rough game last week, but I'm, I'm all in on on the Ravens. I think they've got the defense. We've already talked about how valuable having that defense is. Uh, I like Jim Harbaugh as a coach a lot. I like what, Lamar is doing that offense is kind of starting to roll a little bit Bateman's really coming on so they got another pass catcher that can you know stretch the field Mark Andrews is still doing his thing Marquise Brown's been killing it this year like yeah. Lamar has taken that next step as a passer in my opinion and that's why I'm been so high on Lamar I'm taking the Ravens but any you could tell me anybody wins that division I wouldn't be shocked but I'll, the floor is yours man that's your division what, what do you got as a Steelers fan what, what do you got here
0: well, you know, like you said, it's hard to go against Baltimore. Uh, they've always one of those favorites. I mean, they've um, they're sitting at six and three, but they should be probably three and six. Yep. They shouldn't have beat the Colts. They shouldn't have won that game. They shouldn't have come back and beat the Vikings. the The nineteen seventeen win over the Lions took a sixty six yard field goal from the best kicker in the mm-hmm. game, Justin Tucker, after they converted a fourth and nineteen earlier in that drive. So the Ravens should be in three and six. They should be sitting last in the division. That's where I would love them to be. Uh, unfortunately, they're right now number one in the division. Um, I'll tell you, uh, before I get my division winner, I'll tell you the team that won't win it, and that's Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not going to win a division. I I believe they're going to have a, a late season collapse. And, you know, kind of like the Cardinals. Like you know, The Cardinals were young. They weren't really ready last year. And now we've seen mm-hmm. what they're doing. I think the Bengals are a little ahead of their time. And uh, they'll be competitive, but I don't see them that's making a good the division. a good comparison, actually. Yeah, like that. yeah. I think they'll finish last in the division. Um, the Browns, of course, are super talented, but they're dealing with injuries out, out there, you know, But <laughs> with Baker and some of those do, guys. Do you think and... they
1: can make a run if they get some of these guys back? Or
0: mm, uh, I still it? don't see it. I still don't see it, man. So I think it's a Ravens-Steelers uh, matchup that there's still two of those games left to be played this yep. season, which is going to be beautiful. Um but I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh, man. Dude, you know all I couldn't right. go against my Steelers, man. <laughs> but uh no, But but look, in all like for real, the Steelers defense is so good that it keeps them in every game. The question is offensively, because you know we can stop guys from scoring, but can we score enough to get yeah. W's? I mean, we we held the lines to 16 points through five quarters, and it's still a tie. Now. The lot, the tie is much better than the loss because that that one little yeah, tie could be the difference true. in making winning the division. As close or, as that division is, yeah, too. <laughs> you take it, man. You take what you can get to get in. All you need is a shot to dance, man. So um, look, I'm going Steelers to win that division, and like I said, that tie could be a blessing in disguise. I'm just I'm just thankful it wasn't a loss. I'm glad I'm glad that mm-hmm. Ryan Santoso missed that kick, even though we couldn't come back and seal it on the other end, but. Like I said, I'll take that tie any day, man. I'll take it any day, cause um, that loss to Detroit not only would it hurt in the standings, but man, that loss in the locker room would be uh, would that be tough to bounce back for real?
1: No one wants to be the Lions' first to win this year. Nobody. Not
0: at all, man. Not at all. So, so we, so you got in the East, you got Patriots. I got Bills. AFC North, you got Ravens. I got Steelers. We both got the Titans in the South. We both got the Chiefs in the West. Give me your three playoff teams to uh, close the segment.
1: Um, I, I have you guys, your Steelers, your Pittsburgh Steelers. I do think they will be a wild card team in this case. Obviously, not winning the division uh, as far as my picks go. I, I do think the Steelers get in. They're kind of similar reason as the Saints. I, I'm not that confident in your guys' offense. I, I mean, it's just it's not been great. The offensive line play has been shaky, but Najee Harris has been playing like a stud. Deontay's been playing well, but the, the real the real winner for you guys, Mike Tomlin and that defense. You guys yes, are sir. in every game every single game. Basically, every game from here on out is like a playoff game for you guys. Every game's mm-hmm. been close, but you guys are, are still right there anyway. Those are the kind of games we talked about. You, you need, you want to win to get ready for the playoffs. I, I think the Steelers, I think you guys end up taking that. Uh, in my case, again, I got the Patriots winning. I do think the Bills end up as a wild card. I, definitely, I think both teams are definitely making the playoffs. As far as who wins the division, we'll see. I got Patriots win division. Bills are going to be a wild card team. I mean, That team's just that's a really complete team. It really LA, is. So except, run,
0: except the running game. Yeah, yeah except the running game. It's about their,
1: own, about their only hole. But mm-hmm. It's just it's such a good team. I think their top five in most offensive stats are top five in most defensive stats. I mean, they're just – that's just a good team. I, I like McDermott. I, everything they got, the Bills got going on. I, hey, good good job to the Bills. I, I do think they make it. That third one's where it gets tricky, right? Because there's a couple teams. I mean, your whole division – it's basically your division in the AFC West, AFC North, AFC West. It's – anybody's ball game, and I'm going to give it to the Chargers. And basically the reason I'm I'm giving it to the Chargers is, is one, I'm just a really big fan of Staley. I really like him as a coach. I really, really liked what he did with the Rams defensively when he was over there. I know it's his first year as a head coach, but I like Staley a lot. And I'm just taking, in my opinion, the best quarterback. I know Herbert's still young, but I'm ruling with him. They have so many – Ball players on the offense, you know, with Eckler and, and Keenan Allen, you got Keenan Allen, Mike my Williams. Dude. and then on defense, they got a bunch of guys too. That's a really good team on paper, and I think they're gonna kind of get it rolling. Uh, they've they've kind of kind of similar to you guys. They haven't they're winning, they're kind of in there, but they're not really dominating anybody. They're not doing as well as I think that team could be doing with as much talent as they have. But I do think they they squeeze by a wild card spot. So those are my three teams: Steelers, Charters, Bills. What, what do you what do you got? Three wild card teams.
0: Three wild card teams, the teams that will not be wild card or division winners: the Bengals, Raiders, Dolphins, Broncos will slightly miss it. Um, but man, I'll say this: uh, my wild card team, the first is Baltimore. You got Pittsburgh. I got Baltimore. We flip flop there. Yeah. I got the Bills winning the East. I got the Patriots a wild card. We flip flop there. So my two yeah. wild card teams: Ravens, Patriots, and uh, that final spot was between the Chargers, Browns, and Colts. And yep. yeah, I could see either one of those guys. I have two of those teams finishing nine and eight. I got one of those teams finishing eight and nine. And the team I came out with was the Chargers, man. I got them going nine and eight. The Browns finishing nine and eight and the Colts finishing eight and nine. But the Chargers have the tie break because they beat the Browns uh forty seven, forty two. So, uh, those are my three wildcard teams. Ravens, Patriots, Chargers. Uh, like I said, we kinda flip flop on a few of those, but <laughs> I have four teams, like I said, on the outside looking in and barely looking on the outside looking in. The Browns, 9 and 8. Colts, 8 and 9. Dolphins, 8 and 9. I think they're going to have a strong finish to the season. And then the Broncos, 8 and 9 as well. So, uh, That'll do it, man. That's it for that segment, man, of That's division it. winners, wild cards. Look, we'll revisit this, of course, when the playoff bracket is,
1: is released and we know the seeding, yep. which I – you mean, can change almost week to week as close as that, <laughs> that conference is right now too. So, yeah, definitely yeah. got to look back at it here, here in a few weeks, see where everybody's at.
0: So stay tuned for our next segment as Chris and I introduce – a fantasy segment called Stay or Let It Go. We're going to talk about some of the players you should maybe hold on to and some of the other ones that you, you know, it's
1: time for them to hit the road. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing.
3: Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333.
2: Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, or phone 334-671-POOL.
0: Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch-A-Penny Pool Patio Spa. As we close with stay or let it go, C- Chris and I will give a few guys that you should probably hang on to, or maybe it's time to tell them to hit the bricks, man. Chris, tell me who you starting with uh, on your fantasy football list.
1: I'll start with, and just as a, as a caveat here, obviously everybody's league's different. If you're in like an eight-person league, your version of let it go or stay is probably going to be a little bit different, obviously. Yeah, so this is just kind of a general way to look at it. But the first guy I'm going to look at, T.Y. Hilton, and I'm going to keep it as a as a stay. I know mm-hmm. he's been hurt a lot this year. I know that Michael Pittman is the alpha dog. He's kind of taken over that number one role, and I know that ever since I know Hilton came back last week, still had a rough game. I'm still not dropping him. I think if you have T.Y. Hilton, you need to hold on to him. He kind of like last year, I don't know that the same thing's going to happen, but last year what happened, Hilton was – Pretty rough the first half of the season, and him and Rivers kind of really came on late in the year. I think I've seen we've seen Hilton do it enough. Like we know that he's got the capability of, of you know really putting up the numbers and being the guy. I think you got to hold on to him, keep Hilton. Dude, I know I know he's been rough. I think you got to keep, <laughs> keep Ty Hilton right now though.
0: So T.Y. Hilton, hold on to T.Y. Hilton, Chris Liuzzi says. If anybody knows, it's him. He's a diehard coach fan <laughs> and, and, and is as knowledgeable as they come. Now, man, for me, uh, my first guy, Mike Wil- Mike Williams. Mike Williams, you gotta let him go, man. Um, this dude, <laughs> yeah, man, he's only had 137 yards the last four games. I think teams are starting to clamp down and and protect the deep ball from Herbert. They're uh, they're forcing everything back to Keenan Allen the way it should be. Keenan Allen is a better receiver. He's a yeah, he's a complete receiver. He's not a one trick pony. And Mike Williams is more so one trick. So uh, 137 last four games, not going to get it done. Trade him if you can. He's a guy that had had. Uh, Durability issues as well, so with the durability issues, you don't know if he's able to finish the rest of the season or one of those nagging injuries will creep up again, so Mike Williams, let him go.
1: Ooh, that's that's out there. I, I like it. I like it, and you're, and you're not wrong with well, what you say. You're not wrong at all. My next guy, and this one hurts me to say It's going to hurt you to say it. We, we've talked about him a lot. Mike Davis, it's time mm. to let him go. Mm. It's, it's time. Uh, if, you, if you're like me, you took him probably between rounds four and six. And uh, also, if you're like me, you thought he was the number one guy yeah, <laughs> over there in Atlanta. Too. Nobody expected Cordero Patterson to kind of take off like he did. But uh, and I know he's a mid-round pick, but it's time to let him go. He's not doing—he's not doing anything. He's been—it's been all Patterson, and then even this past week, Patterson gets hurt, leaves the game, and who steps in? Not Mike Davis. Wayne yeah. Gallman steps in. I, I just—if—if <laughs> if you want to keep him, just for the sole reason that running backs are really hard to find and it never feels good to drop like a running back who gets opportunities. I, then fair enough. I get it. But I'm just, I'd rather go seek upside elsewhere. I'm just, Mike Davis is, uh, you got to let him go. You got to let him go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got Davis in my other league and it's a vampire league. So I can't, there's no access to the waiver wire, so I can't drop him. I can't trade him. So uh, Mike Davis need to finish strong for me. Cause I got i got him uh, in my, in my roster, not necessarily having to play him, but Mike Davis, you he heard it. Let him go. Man, for me, Chris Carson. Chris Carson. uh, This dude here has had a lot of injuries this year, and not just this year, but his entire career. But we know on the flip side, when he is out there, man, he's he's a wrecking ball. Um, Mm -hmm. You know. So what do you do there? They they're not sure if he's able to come back this year from his neck injury. That's he's already missed five games. He's going to miss this Sunday, it looks like. And just to kind of give a quick recap of his injury history: in 2018, rookie year, missed 14 games, broken ankle. 2019. Hip injury, missed the end of the season, last three games there. 2020 last year, foot sprain is four games. And so they activated him, or they not activated him, but they opened that whole practice window. He's on IR. He has mm-hmm. They have 21 days to actually activate him to the IR since he got that first practice in on November 10th last week. So uh, I say you got to let Chris Carson go. It's time to get off Whoa. that train. If you can trade him and get somebody to, to, to take him off your hands and get something in return,
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: think Chris Carson comes back this year. So let him go. Let Chris go.
1: I, I, I think I'm with you. I, I The only caveat I'll say is if you are a team with a good enough record that you can hold on to him to see if he's if there's any more update on him potentially coming back. Like if you've already been holding him this long. Right. Like, why not? But I, I definitely agree. If there's anybody who's going to take him off your hands, like jump on that ASAP. Like if you can trade him, def- definitely trade him. Uh, and it's funny. You, you say that I'll just say it briefly because I don't want to get too into it now But Alex Collins is gonna be a guy I mentioned if you dropped Alex Collins because you read that Carson is probably coming back You need to go pick him right back up
0: mm-hmm, <laughs> ASAP mm-hmm. because
1: like Corey said it is I- I'm not too optimistic that Chris Carson even comes back this year and Collins has kind of been the guy he shared a lot of Rashad Penny lately, but uh, You want to have Collins if he's out there in the waiver wire and you're needing a running back You need to go pick him up immediately
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 and and like I said, that twenty one day window—if they don't activate him in twenty one days since his he's out the, November tenth—he's done for the rest of the year. So you're taking <clears> a big <throat> chance, and so uh, yeah, go ahead and get rid of Chris Carson. Don't get stuck with this guy on your roster with his upside and, and potential that he could get back for you in trade value. Now, Chris, man, uh, give me uh, give me two more. Give me two more that you All right, got. Two more. All
1: right, this last one. Uh, this is leaning even more. This is almost too. I think the segment could be built around Allen Robinson. It's time to drop. If if you want to, the, the only the only catch I'll say is if you want to hold him for one week, they're coming off the buy and fields look better last week. If you want to hold Allen Robinson one more week and see if there's any sort of production leap, then hey, I'm I'm for it. But if you're if you're desperate and you're needing a win and you're needing a spot, there's no reason to start Allen Robinson right now. And I think he's very much droppable, which really hurts to say because I mean, as a third round pick for a lot of people, second round pick. I mean he he's been great last year, but it's just it's not been there this year. <laughs> and I know it feels bad dropping someone that was that high round of a pick, but it, Alan Robinson, it's, it's time to let him go. And then my other guy, and you'll you'll appreciate this, Jordan Howard, keep 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 yeah. keep Jordan Howard. He yep. needs to stay. I know Miles Sanders is coming back soon, but. I I don't think it's going to be a one man show with Miles Sanders. I think it's going to be kind of a three headed monster attack with Jalen Hurts obviously running a quarterback, but then Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are going to split. And a, a big thing for Howard as far as fantasy goes is he even historically tends to get those goal line touches and the touchdowns, obviously really valuable for fantasy. So if you're a Jordan, if you have Jordan Howard on any of your teams and you're seeing that Sanders is coming back, don't don't get antsy and drop Howard. You need to hold on to him because I think I think Boston Scott's going to be the odd man out. Definitely keep Howard. <laughs> Do not let him go. That's a stay.
0: Yeah, stay, yeah, Jordan yeah. Howard. Hey, for sure. I got him on my team. Love that dude, man. Yeah. So my last two guys, uh, Dalton Schultz, man. You know he had such a great start to the season, uh, but he's kind of starting to slip a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. his targets has decreased the last three games. And Gallup came back. Gallup came back against the Falcons. Schultz had two targets, one catch. If mm-hmm. you miss that window to trade him and, and and get some of that value back, it's too late. you got to let Schultz go now. But like you said, it's, we're getting to the playoff time. We're getting in the last few weeks. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Schultz, let him go now. Now, Chris, before we close, man, uh, let me tell you a story about this guy. Receiver, okay. third-round pick in 2015 from Kansas State. His dad, Kevin, played the same position at the same school. Uh, this guy here has been held captive since week two. Zero touchdowns since then. This guy's name is Tyler. And Tyler just got his uh, friend that, Russell. Uh. Just got his friend yeah. Russell got got <laughs> Russell back, man. So um, you know, when Tyler and Russell play together, they're one of the best duos in the entire league. And you know, all it takes for Tyler to release tyler from his captivity is one good pass from his friend russell to unlock it you see what i did there tyler to unlock (laughs) it man so uh dude i'm telling you this is they're one of the best duos in the league and you know i know it's sounding like i you you need to keep (laughs) them say it man i know you know it sounds like you got to keep (laughs) them but uh yeah, man, no, you got to keep, dude, you're keeping Tyler Lockett. You're not trading him, <laughs> man. That's a stay for sure. Like, you keeping that dude, man. Look, I know he's had some rough patches. Um, Of course, with, with with Geno Smith was out there and now Russell's back. Uh, I know Russell's moon ball last week looked more like a half moon ball. But, um, you know, I think there are some brighter days ahead for Tyler Lockett. So hold on to Lockett. That's a stay for sure. And let me leave you with these parting words. Wilson is the key to Tyler Lockett. And once Russell cocks it, it's touchdown like Rockets. So, uh, right. look, I'm telling you, hold on to Tyler Lockett. <laughs> that dude is going to ball out to close the season. We've seen it before. Uh, so, keep Tyler Lockett for sure. Now, Chris, man, before I let you go, give me your sweet spot surprise pick of the week. And uh, you nailed George last week saying the Eagles will beat the Broncos. They did that indeed. Man, tell me uh, who you got this week.
1: i right, upset pick of the week. going to go a little bit more out on a limb here. I'm gonna and you you would know this team very well. I'm gonna roll with the Bears, the Chicago Bears, Bears, over the Baltimore Ravens this oh! week. You know, you know who looked real good last week and against uh, or the yeah. week prior. Are they coming yeah. off the bye the week prior? Yeah, uh, true. Justin Fields. He did. Don't look now. Justin Fields looked pretty good that second half against a really good Steelers defense. They they come they go and get into the bye. They just got David Montgomery presumably anyway. Should should be hopefully healthy, good to go. I <laughs> – I know it's tough. It's hard to it's hard to go against Baltimore, especially with, with Chicago. But Baltimore's kind of looked they've kind of showed a hole. They just went and got it taken to them by Miami last week. But now you got the Bears coming off a bye. Fields has looked like he's improved a bit. I don't know. That's that's my upset watch. I just that's all I'm saying. Just keep an eye on them. Just keep I, an eye. Bears Bears over the Ravens. Keep an, keep eye. an
0: eye on the Bears over the Ravens. Uh, for me, man, you know. We're staying in the NFC North division. You got Green Bay and Minnesota, man. Um, The Vikings. We talked about some of their close losses. They've been in every game. They don't get blown out. Yep. They're at home against Green Bay. They're not going to get blown out there. And Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. The best touchdown man, dude. The best touchdown interception ratio in the entire NFL. You could win some bar bets with that one. You Ask yep. how many people know who has the best touchdown interception ratio this year. Kirk Cousins, 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. I expect the Vikings to come through, man, and I'm going to give a score. It just kind of came to me. We'll see if I'm right, if I'm right at all. 27-24, Vikings win. You know, Mason Crosby will probably miss the last field goal, and that's it. And this is it for Mason Crosby because he is <laughs> done, man. But, yeah, that's my pick, man. Vikings over the Packers. You got the Bears or the Ravens. I would love that as a Steelers fan. Hopefully yep. it comes for into fruition. But, uh, yeah, man, that'll do it for this week's episode. Man, Too Chris, always, man, always glad to have you on and talk NFL. We'll do it again next week, and uh, we'll pick it up in week 12.
1: All right, yeah, definitely. See you next week. It's going to be fun.
0: For more content, subscribe to Corey Bradley Sports. Once you search Corey Bradley Sports, you will see the Sweet Spot logo. And after you subscribe, you will receive notification anytime new content is uploaded. The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts as well. And always remember, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.